Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Apparently, somebody has predicted a 100% chance of recession within the next 12 months. Aria's got that story for us. That's a pre- I mean, as far as predictions go, that's a pretty mild prediction, right? Like, well, I, I would yeah. just about predict one by the end of the year. Well, I mean, given that the White House has redefined what the word recession meant, if you recall, it was like within the last couple months, there was big headlines about how the White House was denying that a recession is too decline the two declining quarters of gdp i think was the the old definition and in fact if you look it up you can still see that the uk still has that definition of it apparently uh and that's already happened this year so by that definition which has like been the long-running accepted definition of what is a recession we're already there well that's what governments do right when when things get bad and they don't like it they just change definitions to convince people that things aren't really as bad as they actually are exactly just move the goalposts yeah they did the same thing with how they measure uh inflation and the increase in prices as a result of inflation of course they redefined the entire formula so we're going to measure this differently now and that you know it just hides and obfuscates what they're actually doing kind of like the court system like they just give new words to normal things so that way it sounds like they're talking about something else Mm -hmm. like person when they're actually talking about a corporation that kind of thing i haven't heard that you've never heard that a person is defined uh legally as a corporation in addition to a flesh and like a human being or a corporation i don't know maybe it sounds like some of these stuff that you know the quote sovereign citizens talk about well, but, the sovereign citizens are absolutely right about that. Uh, the, the, that's the crazy world of legal land is words don't necessarily mean what you think they mean. Sometimes, you know, the, they mean things that are completely bizarre, like person meaning a corporation. Yeah, so. I, I seem to recall some president or some Republican or someone catching heat for saying that corporations are people too or something oh. like that. Yes, there's been a a long controversy about this, like sort of in mainstream media and not not media, but like mainstream society or whatever. And it's a long settled legal question is corporations are persons according to legal land these fictitious entities that don't actually exist correct well, yeah. that's why right. that's why they can say like it's you versus the united states because the united states is a corporation correct. and that means it's a person it's a quote-unquote person here's a spooky story from npr halloween candy is up 13 percent this year, as you know, the prices of everything have been going up due to inflation. Inflation, of course, is the increase in the money supply. That is why prices go up. And according to NPR, uh, it is for those who prefer a treat over trick will be paying 13.1% more than last year. According to the most recent inflation report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it's the largest yearly jump in candy prices that the CPI has ever recorded. Previously... Uh, For comparison, it took nine years from 1997 to 2006 for candy prices to rise 13%. Now it took just one year. I'm not at all surprised by this. I'm just curious how most people hear this and they don't immediately understand that 13-ish percent is the actual inflation number that we're dealing with and not the... 8.1% 8.1% that the government says. It's pretty obvious that if the actual price has increased by 13 plus percent... 
then that's the actual inflation value, even though that's not even what inflation is. But if we, if we accept that that increase in prices is the inflation, it's still actually 13%. You could say it's at least 13% because it could True. be higher. right? You have to remember the different things are diff- priced differently, right? So right. energy is going up at a higher clip, for instance, than food is. Uh, and we may see changes in all of these categories over time. Uh, I was talking with somebody yesterday, I think it was, who was saying that Farmers in the United States, because they can't get the same amount of uh, pesticides and uh, fertilizers that they were able to get previously, that they've had to turn to using manure instead of fertilizer to grow their food. And there's not as much of that available. So therefore, there's not as many crops that are being manufactured in the United States. Therefore, prices on food are going to go up. And some of those things haven't hit yet. So those prices haven't yet increased in some of the categories of food because the they're harvesting now right so that's right, so we'll see those next year or the year after yeah well it'll be, be next year right because food only keeps for for so long but i was also giving him an example of something that i saw at the uh, mouse print website which is that consumer news site that looks at the prices of uh looks at the sizes of bottles and packaging and things and they they've been the best people at category or like sort of cataloging the different shrinkflations that have been happening what was the website called uh, mouseprint.org okay. you know you look at the tiny fine print kind of that's what their their site's about and they reported on the florida's natural brand orange juice that now on to their credit it's on the front of the package they didn't like throw it on the back side in small print but it is on the front of the package that now they're getting a some amount of their orange juice from mexico We've got Gwyneth. She's on the line calling from Victoria, Australia. Go ahead, Gwyneth. Hello there. How are you today? Hey, great. Uh, you sound, by the way, really good. I, I know you've called before, and sometimes it's been hard to hear you, but you sound really good tonight. Go ahead. Oh, that's good. I, I, I bought a new cell phone a little while ago. That might have done it. Um, so that's, that's probably it. But um, what I was wanting to talk about today was our uh, quote-unquote dear leader here in Victoria. <laughs> Daniel Andrews, oh boy, what a piece of work he is. He, uh, we, we've got uh, massive floods here in Victoria at the moment because, I mean, the other week we had 100, over 100 millimetres of rain fall in a single day. So, and that's like just caused, you know, some areas there's, uh, the, the, the rivers are running at 90 metres, over 90 metres. So okay. that's uh, the Murray, the Murray River at Echuca is, I think it's running at about 96 metres or something like that. That's pretty high if you, if you think. And normally it might run at like um, uh, 10 or 20 metres. It's well, a big river. Yeah, that's an, that's an enormous difference. Um, I mean, he's that, saying that, it, that you know, it's running 90 metres. That doesn't mean much if, unless we know what the river normally is mm-hmm. at. Yeah, that's a lot. So there's a lot yeah. of flooding, you're saying? I've seen, yeah, there's a lot of flooding. Um, but Daniel Andrews, his response was just, just jaw-dropping the other day. He, he had a press conference, and it was broadcast on uh, the ABC News Australia. And he said that um, they were opening up the, do you remember the COVID concentration camps? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Broadcast all over, in Victoria? Well, Daniel Andrews has said on a public press conference here in Victoria that um, he would be opening up the, the COVID 
um, he calls them quarantine centres, but mm-hmm. we all know what they are. Uh, for people who can't live in their homes who have had to evacuate to move into the COVID quarantine concentration camps. These are, you're saying for the people who cannot live in a flooded home, you're saying people who've had flooded homes will be allowed to live there. Would they be allowed to leave at least this time? I mean, that doesn't sound half bad. I mean, it sounds like an option for people. (laughs) Hmm? Um. Yeah, these these um these places the last time they were open they had police guards on them. What is the current uh COVID status there? So it sounds like they've closed the COVID camps. Uh are people still, you know, being forced to do things like mask or what's the current legal situation there with COVID? Well, um, you know, appar- you know, what what's happening is if you're vaccinated life is normal. If you're not vaccinated, you can't go to a bunch of places. Really? Are people actually checking for vaccinations, though, or is it just sort of like an honor system if thing? You, at, the, at the entry places to these places, then, like, for instance, public libraries, mm-hmm. you cannot go to a public library. Um, and also... But wait, what are they doing places. at the entrance? Are they scanning a code they're, they're or something? Checking... checking Checking your cell phone for your COVID app. Okay, okay. And now, I mean, losing libraries not really a big deal. And for you can't work. You can't work. You cannot work at any regular job unless you've got a vaccination. Whoa, okay, well, that's pretty extreme. Even from home. Even what? from home. Wow. wow. If you have an employer doing a regular job where you're paid away, mm-hmm. you can't do that. Unless you're vaccinated. What about and, I mean, contractors? Have got various ways around that, which you know, use your imagination to figure it out. But um, is yeah, is being a contractor it, it, a way it, around that? Meaning, if you're not an employee but you work under a contract, is that a way to get around it? Contractors are required to be vaccinated. How are they getting around it then? Or. Um, I'm not prepared to say on air. (laughs) (laughs) I would speculate that a lot of them are faking it. I know the one that they rolled out in New York or New Jersey or whatever it was. You could trick it with like a menu from a restaurant or whatever. The the scanner, the code scanner? Yeah, well, you... It, it asks you to take a picture of your vaccine passport or your mm-hmm. vaccine card or whatever, uh-huh. and then it would, you know, it would use artificial intelligence or something like it to say yes, this is a valid vaccine card or whatever, and it would say yes, this person's good. Decorations are starting to go up, and good luck finding a bag of candy for the, you know, the kids for less than ten bucks uh, these days. I mean, it's, I'm talking about like the big bags, right, with like a bunch of pieces in them. They are expensive. I bought one a few weeks ago for work. It was like $25, and it was, I mean, it was a fairly large bag, but it it seemed like it was probably more than it should have cost. Ours is going to be at least close to expired because we got it on sale (laughs) after Halloween last year at Aldi. is really cheap. Candy almost never expires, though. Yeah, it's just like sugar. Yeah, it's pretty shelf-stable for a very long time, which is why I always recommend buying your Halloween candy after Halloween. Just make sure you go in the next day. This is like, you know, frugal person's tip here. I mean, it's not even that frugal, right? I mean, most people are going to eat their Halloween candy after Halloween, and that's when it's also cheapest. Right. No, but I mean to like to give out to the kids. So I go into Walmart or whatever the next day. If I remember, if not, then oh, well, whatever. But if I remember to go in, you know, there's usually some left at that point, and they've usually got it marked down by 50%. Yep. 
So even the giant bags. Yeah, even the big bags. So and you I, just snatch up a couple big bags of it, stow it away until next year, and no one cares. No one knows. I've been really good. There's been that giant bag of like three musketeers in our house for a whole year, and I think I've only eaten like two of them. Nice job. Uh, so according to the story here at NPR.org, candy prices are up 13.1% compared to last year. And as a comparison, and uh, it took it took a decade or nine years from 1997 to 2006 for candy prices to rise 13% previously. So now it did it in one year. And the price of oh. candy, according to this story, has risen 2% since just August. Well, what about the 4th of July dinner? What about it? Remember when Biden said it, it went down 30 cents? I think he said that in 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not true this year. Probably <laughs> not true at all, cl- yeah. They didn't make that claim this year. Uh, so, again, the price has risen just 2% since August, so that's really pretty high for just one month. Sweets of all kinds are costlier than last year, driven by major increases in the price of sugar and flour. Sugar is up over 17% since last September. Supply chain disruptions and a poor beet sugar production year have all helped contribute. Flower prices have risen even more at 24%. Americans collectively are expected to spend about $3.1 billion on candy this season, according to the National Retail Federation, the industry trade group. That is so much freaking candy. What is that per person? That's like $8 per person, something along those lines. A $15 bag of assorted Halloween-sized candies... Uh, on that $15 bag, a 13% increase means about $2. Costumes also might be more expensive than usual. While the CPI report doesn't specifically track costumes, the price of clothing has also increased 5.5% since last year. And those crafty enough to make handmade costumes will feel the pinch even more. Sewing machines, fabric, and supplies are up 11% since last September. You cannot escape this. There right. is no escape from inflation except to get your value out of the U.S. dollar and out of the, the government fiat uh, central bank currencies. That's the only way out of this. Right, because then whatever it is that you're holding instead of the USD is also increasing in a value by roughly the same amount. Well, we can't say that for sure, right? Because if you That's actually the look, theory, though. I think maybe over time that may prove to be true. Uh, certainly it has proven to be true with uh, precious metals over time. At least it's usually not lowering as fast as the dollar. That's generally true as well. So you're However, saving yourself from that. asterisk, small print here, day to day, that's that's not always the case, right? So like right now, gold per ounce is down lower than it's been in my recollection as far as the last year or two. Uh, gold has peaked as high as $2,000 per ounce, but it is currently at $1,650 per ounce. Wow, that is significantly lower than I thought. Last yeah. I heard it was like eighteen or 1900 Of course, I don't follow the price of gold, gold that closely. Yeah, but it's like in 10 years, it'll probably be like in some little dip that never really mattered. Like if you bought your That's gold 10 true. years ago... Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah, like, and, and that's, an impo- that's an important thing to keep in mind, Bonnie, is to zoom out because 20 years ago, gold was $300 an ounce. Whoa. So, I mean, it's definitely up compared to 
long time ago. But if you keep, if you only look at the last few months or the last year, it may not really show you the sort of the full picture. And that's true with cryptocurrency as well. It's quote unquote down from last year's peak of sixty eight thousand to around nineteen thousand five hundred. But if you zoom out five years, you'll see it's up quite a bit uh, compared to just a few years ago. So you always want to zoom out on these long term investments, these other alternatives that you can use to get yourself out of the government money system but again day to day there's no there's never any guarantees period because right. remember they can manipulate the the price of gold to some extent by essentially selling gold that doesn't exist and we're starting to see companies that could be doing this with cryptocurrency as well any company that sells you quote unquote bitcoin but doesn't allow you to withdraw the bitcoin from the system to send to your own wallet apparently banks are doing that yeah, we just heard about it from uh, some reporters in town that say that uh, European banks are starting to offer crypto, so quote-unquote Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but they won't allow you to withdraw them. Home prices are dropping. Coming up, we're going to get into recession predicted at 100%, uh, like basically a guarantee within the next year, according to somebody Aria is going to tell us about it here in a moment. But according to nypost.com, uh, See here. This is real estate report from a firm called Redfin shows home sellers are slashing their asking prices at a record clip as surging mortgage rates are driving a downturn in the U.S. housing market. About 7.9% of home listings reported price drops during the four-week period ending October 9th. I saw that. Man, our friend Mark Edge lucked out mm-hmm. selling out his house. Yeah, just exact, in time. Like weeks just in time. That fig- well, I think he did have to take a break on his, didn't he? Did he get asking price on that one? I feel like he, I feel like he had to drop a little on his asking price. I, I think he did, but he. That's pretty normal, though. There so was like, a good reason for doing it, if I recall correctly. I think it was to get the sale done quickly or something like that. But, but yeah, he was like right on the precipice of okay, it's time to get moving on this. Uh, that figure marked a record high and a significant uptick. Compared to the same period last year when only 4% of listings reported price cuts, prospective homebuyers and sellers barely had time to get used to 5.5% mortgage rates over the summer before they rose to nearly 7% this month. The second sharp rate increase this year, together with nerves about inflation and the direction of the economy, is dragging home sale down or home sale activity down further than it was over the summer and pushing homebuyer sentiment down near its all-time low. Well, I can only imagine. Wow. I mean, they're already going broke. I mean, they're already living paycheck to paycheck, more than half of them. On top of that, the yep. prices of electricity is going up. The prices of heating oil is going up. Gasoline, food, all of these things are going up. Right. So when something goes wrong with your house, not to mention the lumber shortage that wouldn't have to be, you know, if some kid, you know, puts a hole in the wall or whatever, well, that'd probably be drywall. But still, the cost of all of these materials and all of these things is just constantly going up. Owning a home is expensive. Yeah, that's right. Well, renting's not getting cheaper either, right? Like it's not. Some rentals have been going up thirty to forty percent year to year. Recently. It's pretty clear from a outside viewpoint, and you know, I'm on the inside, but it's it's inescapably clear that the system, the economic model playing out in the United States right now, is on the verge of collapsing. It's yeah. collapsing as we speak. It's a slow-motion collapse, but it is. And with all this stuff going on, people still just think that it's their renters being rude. I prefer a buyer's market in general because I'm 
more often than not, a consumer rather than a a seller or a supplier or whatever. So generally, I would prefer things that I buy be cheaper so that, you know, I have more money left over. It's weird that it affects houses so much different than other products. Like cars are really expensive right now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. because of shortages in replacement oh. parts and stuff, though, right? That's like true. the chips they the chips, need. The brand the, new chips. Yeah, yes. but even with houses, like... Lots of, like you said, like lumber and stuff like that is really expensive. So like building a house is super expensive. So you would think it's still weird that like a used home is, because that's the idea with the cars, right? It's like, oh, new used cars are really expensive right now because buying a new car is so expensive. But buying a new house is so expensive seems like, I don't know, it's just weird. It affects things so differently than any other product. And I get it's more expensive, but I don't know, cars are also a huge purchase for a lot of people. They are in a sense. I'm going to have to replace my Eclipse soon, and I'm uh, dreading mm-hmm. it. Not just because I like the Eclipse, but because the used market's terrible right now. I'm not yeah. going to find something I like because the market is so much smaller than it was, you know, three years ago when I bought the Eclipse, but it's also going mm. to be two to three times the price that I paid for it. Just It sucks all around, yep. and it's not going to get any better, and Gold and cryptocurrency and silver can only do so much. It's going to suck all around. The current median home asking price, which they're not saying what that is here. I don't know why they don't they don't give us that number. Um, so median means half the homes are higher than that price, half the homes are lower, whatever that is. And a 6.92% average long-term mortgage rate, buyers are facing a record high monthly mortgage payment of $2,559. Good Lord, that's... What- that's a hell of a mortgage, man. So the median price must be really high if that's the 30-year mortgage rate on that. Mortgage payments are 51% more expensive than they were at this time last year when buyers could expect to pay $1,698 per month on a 3% mortgage rate. Even 1600 seems excessive. I mean, it's been a long time since I seriously looked into the possibility of buying a house and did the numbers about how much the note was going to be and stuff like that, but... And this was in Arkansas that I, or Mississippi rather, that I did mm-hmm. this. But it was I was going to be looking at a note of like eight to nine hundred dollars a month for a three bedroom, two bath house, a nice house. And that was, I mean, the area was very different, but still, that's half of what people are paying now. Okay, did you so- live in Arkansas too? Uh, no, but I lived, I worked in Memphis and there was hmm. a lot of Arkansas where it's the same uh, travel distance, distance to get there. So, but no, I would never want to say that i lived in arkansas so I, I, that's what i always think about yeah about i never arkansas. proceeded with that i was like you know then then i gotta tell my employer that i'm at arkansas i had no employee at the time <laughs> i was, I was depressed just driving through arkansas the one time i've driven through it the Ozarks are beautiful man the mountains they're great okay so they do finally get to the median price so when we were looking at the numbers earlier it's like well, okay well what price are we basing this on the the 2559 mortgage payment Okay, median price, according to them here, is uh, down 1% over the last four weeks, though it is still up 9% to $379,725 over the last year. So the median price in the United States for a home is almost four hundred grand. That made my eye twitch. I would have expected it to be like $180,000. And yeah. like I said, it's been a long time since I looked into this, but holy crap. So if it was 180 grand, then maybe you would be looking at a mortgage payment closer to, you know, 
$1,300 a month instead of 2500 right. So it gets a little bit more reasonable there uh, at that point. But uh, And, of course, your market is going to vary, right? They're looking at the entire United States mortgage – or uh, not mortgage, but uh, home price isn't really useful. It's only really useful to look at the area in which you want to buy. So that's where it really matters what the median price is. Right. A house yeah. in Bel Air is going to be more expensive than a house in Rochester, New Hampshire. Correct. And in fact, I think uh, I get the Zillow updates, which is a pretty cool website. They're not a sponsor or anything like that, but I do get their uh, their market reports for Keene. And according to that, Keene, New Hampshire, the typical home value, which isn't the same thing as a median value, typical home value is $289,000. So not quite as bad as as national. And again, that's comparing apples to something else. Yeah, and that's also not market price. That's just what it's valued at, so that's what you're going to be taxed at generally. And I think it's probably a, a state agent who's doing the actual appraising and valuation, Could I would be. suspect. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's pretty much the story there for uh, home prices. So keep an eye out on that market because if you're interested in buying a house, you should definitely be uh, be watching things because it's if this trend continues, you're probably going to see some desperate sellers at some point. They're already saying sellers are dropping their prices Buyers are not buying. Oh, there was one other interesting takeaway from this. The number of pending home sales. So that's the number of homes that are under contract, meaning that they've got an offer in. The uh, the seller has said, okay, let's do this, and they're moving towards closing, right? So there's always a long process. It takes usually like a month. You've got to get the house inspected, and then if it passes the inspection, then you got to get, you know make sure the paperwork's in order, and then finally you'll get to the closing as long as there's not something really bad that popped up on the inspection. But it's, it takes some number of weeks. So the number of home sales that are pending, they're going to happen supposedly, but they haven't happened yet, is down 28% compared to last year. That is the sharpest rate of decline since the thick of the COVID-19 pandemic in May of 2020. Well, you know, no another factor I just thought of is, isn't winter the worst time because, uh, like, to be looking at this because people don't want to be moving in winter? Well, it's not winter. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you guys were talking about... <clears throat> You know, inflation and the and the cost of housing and stuff like that. I was checking out the, you know, the New Hampshire has this website, or I think you can go to where you can see all the people that are on the on this pension plan. And I, I mean, I couldn't believe that there's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that go out to all these folks. That I mean, and like for instance. A lot of these folks are, are police officers. Hmm. Or, or just like bureaucrats, right? Teachers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And I mean, hey, explain this to me because I'm not entirely clear on what a pension even is, right? I mean, that's not a retirement fund that someone has paid into their entire lives as sort of a savings account, right? It's, well, it's a pension plan that they set up with the state of New Hampshire where they, you know, become like a. A police officer. I know, but that doesn't tell me what a pension is. I don't know. Do you know, Ian? Difference between retirement plan and pension? I I never really thought about it. Uh, Pension is generally something you get when you work for the government. Yeah. So they'll pay you, like the cops, for instance, I think around here, get like 90% of their last 
uh, salary. So if they're making $100,000 at the end, they'll get $90,000 every year for the rest of their lives. Dang. So it's not like a 401k or a retirement account or anything like right. that. No. It's just the government continues giving them a portion of their paycheck Correct. despite Correct. being retired. And a wow. retirement plan, like you were talking about, a 401k, requires you to contribute and then your company that you work for also contributes to it and then you can, I believe, collect it after a certain date when you're 65 or something like that when you... When you're retired, you can collect so. it at any time, but you're going to pay a lot higher taxes on it yeah. when you're younger. And that's, you know, the government's way of discouraging you from, you know, being a tax slave or ceasing to be a tax slave. So, Robert, you're calling in to talk about pension amounts of government bureaucrats? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, even if one of these bureaucrats, if, if they're married and they die, that pension is still going to be paid out to their partner. Really? Wow. You know, yes, because. <laughs> wow. I mean that's that's all part of the deal. I mean, when you what a scam! Up, well, I mean, for the for the cops' wives, I'm okay with it because forty percent of them get get beaten. the hell beaten out of them their entire lives anyway. So, okay, sure. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. Aria, you had an economic-related story tonight about the inevitability of a recession. Well, that's what Bloomberg is saying. The forecast for U.S. recession within this year, or within the next 12 months, rather, okay, is hitting 100%. A U.S. recession is effectively certain in the next 12 months in new Bloomberg economics model projections, which they're characterizing a, as a blow to President Joe Biden's economic messaging Ahead of the November midterms. And I I think it's silly to blame the president for the recession or anything like that. But sure, I understand well, that's what Americans do. Blame Congress, too, right? Because yeah. the president's signed the bill. Both he and Trump uh, signed the big trillion-dollar, multi-trillion-dollar giveaway packages that they brought in during the COVID situation. So Trump started it. Biden then picked up the ball and continued running with it. But neither of them could have done it without the help of Congress. The late- and the Federal Reserve. Absolutely. The latest recession probability models by Bloomberg economi- economists Anna Wong and Eliza Winger forecast a higher recession probability across all time frames, with the 12-month estimate of a downturn by October 2023 hitting 100%. Which is up from 65%. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really even say they're going out on any kind of a limb considering that their economic has or downturn has already happened, according to those who've been looking at the, I think it's the GDP is the number that they look at. If that number goes down 
two quarters in a row, it's considered by most economists to be a recession. Maybe because that's like the old definition, according to the U.S. government. Well, the Maybe th- they just mean in the Bloomberg article, according to the new according definition. According to the new definition. Well, the thing is, Bonnie, they didn't define the new definition. Hmm. When over the summer, when there was a big hubbub about how the White House was ignoring the historical definition of recession of two declining quarters of gdp in a row they ignored that and the woman the the black lady that they've got who's their spokesperson now she just kept on just like just denying that that was the definition she was never and maybe the it was the media's fault for not asking or maybe they didn't we i just didn't see the clip but she did not say oh well here's what we consider a recession to be it was more like well we'll know a recession when we see it oh yeah she i think she literally said that she said yeah. something almost just like that, like, we'll know it when we see it. Yes. So isn't, that was, what the, isn't that what the Supreme Court said about pornography? Yes. Oh. That's right. That, well, Child no, porn or something? No, oh, no, no. no. It's just pornography in just general. Any porn. Yeah. They, they were so struggling funny. to define it and why it wasn't art. And I think it was John Roberts who says, oh, I know it when I see it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the forecast, uh, this economic forecast saying that there will be... I don't even want to start thinking about what he might be into. <laughs> It's unwelcome you know news. Freaks. Yeah, absolutely, man. The black robes and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. they're weird, dude. Uh, it's a bad news for Biden, who has repeatedly said that the U.S. will avoid a recession and that any downturn would be very slight. <laughs> hey, I remember when Biden said that the uh, uh, the vaccines are guaranteed to work, one hundred percent effective. I don't remember him saying that. They all said it. But I do remember, you know, them peddling this idea that, you know, it start, turns out inflation is a good thing. And we we're like, hey, guys, there's, is, they're going to destroy the economy. There's going to be a recession and it's going to suck. And the media mm-hmm. was like, no, no, no. This inflation, this is good. Yeah. This is going to make everything better. And now I haven't heard Biden say that the U.S. will avoid a recession, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we're going into the midterms. Mm-hmm. He can't be honest he's, with people. Right. Well, he's going to say anything that it takes to get uh, Democrats elected. Well, Biden's not a very sympathetic figure, and the media in the United States, they're not going to hold the president accountable for anything serious, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to hold him accountable for the COVID-19 lies that we were told or for the bundling, bungling of the Ukraine-Russia conflict or the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, he seems to want to nudge us a little bit closer to world war or anything like that. And they're not really going to hold him accountable for this. I mean, they're not saying that this is Biden's fault or anything like that. They're just saying, oh, this is bad news mm-hmm. for Biden. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- they will point out things that are unfavorable to the Democratic president or to the Republican president. But as far as, as you said, actually standing there and doing their job and saying, well, OK, what is the definition of a recession that you're actually using then? That's they haven't a- said they're not going to actually dive into that level of accountability. Well, and your story hasn't defined it yet, have have they? And they've just said it is it's not. 100% guaranteed within the next 12 months. Well, as far as I can tell, we're already in a recession. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a pretty safe bet to say there's going to be one because <laughs> yeah, we're in one. That's how I feel about it. But tightening financial conditions, persistent inflation, and expectations of a hawkish Federal Reserve pressing ahead with rate hikes are raising the risk of a contraction. I don't think we ever got to the story, but last week I had a story about the UN requesting the Federal Reserve and other central banks to not raise interest rates. I don't know if you were on the show, but yeah, we we definitely did cover that one. And they are going to continue raising them, by the way. They promised to. They said as long as inflation continues, they're going to keep raising the rates. But they're the ones who control inflation, though. Yes, that's the part they don't tell you about. (laughs) That's insane. As long as we continue doing X, we're going to also continue doing Y. Right. 
But they, they just, the media and the world and the powers that be don't tell you that, you know, they are also the ones who are choosing to do X. That's right. The inflation starts with them. And their idea of, quote unquote, fighting it is to raise interest rates, which the only way that's going to fight inflation is it's going to limit the amount of bank loans that are issued. Because that is another way that the money supply inflates is the more bank loans there are, the greater the supply of money. Because you have to remember, banks are authorized by who? The Federal the Reserve. Federal Reserve to essentially do their own money printing. So it's not just the Federal Reserve who can print out dollars. It's every single federally licensed bank in the Federal Reserve system. The forecast, of course, is un- unwelcome news for Biden, who, as we said, described it as being very slight the possibility of an economic downturn. The the downturn itself would be very slight. Meanwhile, the Federal Reserve Chairman, I believe, said it was pretty much heading that direction. Uh, Jamie Dimon from the uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank has been predicting financial doom and gloom. I mean, it's pretty obvious to anyone who's paying attention that there's bad economic times ahead for people. There's bad bad economic times right now. And we know yeah. that it's, you know, there's no direction that the government is going to be able to go in to get away from this. I mean, the the economic, uh, you cannot get away from certain laws of economics, right? Like, so they've kicked the can down the road so far, it's not clear how much further they're going to be able to kick it. It's just like, you know, any other natural law. You you can beat gravity to an extent, right? You can you can hold your arm up however much you want, right? But you're going to get tired. The longer you mm-hmm. do it, it's coming down. Yeah, gravity is going to win mm-hmm. and you will put your arm down. Yeah. So, and then we have the same thing going on here. No matter how much they want to hold their economy up, it's going to the ground. And there's nothing they can do to stop it in the long term. Well, All they because- can do is, uh, you know, control the narrative and make Things seem as they aren't, but they can actually change how things are. Yep, they can lie. And once people start literally starving and, you know, stuff like that, the the lies from the government aren't going to matter to them. The government can't say, no, 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 your belly's really full. You're not hungry at all. That's when you get to the point of overthrowing, you know, not that I I recommend violence, but you look at countries like Sri Lanka and others recently where you literally have had thousands of people rushing the presidential palace, tearing the place apart, partying in the pool in in the backyard, and throwing... Throwing these government goons out of office. The economy or the economic system here was designed this way. The forecasts provide a sharp contrast to Biden's upbeat tone. The president has focused on strong job growth as he campaigns to help Democrats retain their House and Senate majorities in elections three weeks from now. That's the reason Biden is being positive. He doesn't want to open up with people and say, hey, look, uh, things are going to be a a real leader Mm -hmm. would do this. He would say, look, things are going to be bad. What you can do to protect yourself and your family and people you care about is to run away from the USD as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah, but he can't say that because he's owned by the banks. I mean, he could say that. He just is a coward, and no. he, he probably doesn't even believe that because he's so wrapped up in his own supremacy and the supremacy of the ideology that he's espousing that he doesn't even believe it. But yeah, He's totally you're right. But uh, if he did say those things, he'd probably be assassinated. Yeah, I was going to say he'd probably get shot by a far-right extremist. Yeah. But inflation, which has hovered near a four-decade high... And that's after they changed how they measure inflation, by the way, has been a drag on Democrats prospects in an election where polls indicate the economy is voters top issue. And I know Democrats hate that because the economy isn't going too well right now. And 
people are sick of masks. They would rather push us back to COVID-19, the powers that be, because that's an easy win for them, except Americans are sick of it. Well, aren't they already talking about some new nightmare COVID variant to come back this winter time? Didn't they talk about like five of those in 2021, Mm -hmm. like the new... Doom and gloom variant, or what, yeah, yep. doomsday variant, and nothing happened really. They are talking about this as a nightmare variant that supposedly bypasses immunity. They don't say whether it's natural immunity or mm-hmm. the vaccine immunity, but don't they all bypass vaccine immunity? I mean, it's a cold, so I wouldn't expect my immunity from having COVID-19 two years ago to really matter to right. whatever strain of COVID-19 is going around today. And there right. does seem to be some strain going around today. Like, several of my colleagues are currently positive with COVID-19. Oh, interesting. And, but, I mean, no one cares because... Are they still coming to work? Yeah, because it's, right. been, it's been clear now nice. for quite a long time. No one's saying it. No one has, ad- no one has admitted how badly they overreacted mm. throughout the world or throughout the United States or throughout this one place of employment no one is saying good lord guys we are so sorry for this nonsense that we put you through (laughs) over this something that is just a cold but they're acting far more rationally they're treating it like it's actually just a cold now and that's rather refreshing refreshing however it would be nice for these people to say to acknowledge i was wrong i overreacted i tanked the economy marco is on the line in rhode island go ahead marco What's happening, my uh, porcupine friends? How's things there? Uh, I just uh, had to dial in. I, you're, you're, you're singing my tune. Besides the death metal, uh, I was <laughs> enchanted by the uh, the topic here. So, well, welcome. What uh, death metal? Uh, yeah, we don't really play death metal on the show, but okay, it's, it's heavy intro. metal. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. Uh, but Marco, uh, you asked, since you asked, it's gorgeous here in New Hampshire right now. It oh, is yeah. peak leaf season at the moment. And, and it seems you drive, like it's been lasting for weeks. Like it, I've weeks. thought it was yeah. peak for a while now. And usually it feels so fleeting. I've been like really enjoying it. Yeah, it's really, really gorgeous here right now. Um, it, it was, was l- like slow. Last year seemed to happen too fast. Yeah, sometimes it does feel like the, the leaves just drop real fast. Yeah. But I wish it was a little warmer. But it's not that bad. It's right? not. Really, it's it's not nice. at all. Most I mean, it's going up nice. to close to 70 this weekend, so yeah. it's not It's not bad by yeah. any means. It was cold today with the, all the rain and stuff, but it's going to go back up. Go ahead, Marco. What was on your mind tonight? So I, I wanted to comment a little bit about uh, the economy. Uh, so uh, for those of you that kind of know a little bit about economics or maybe don't, uh, you know, there's leading economic indicators that are laggards. Unfortunately, TV always tells us the laggards, right? The stuff that's easy to point out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of leading indicators like small business, you know, collections and what what's going on on Main Street. We're always we're always thinking about Wall Street when we think finances, right? Mm-hmm. But really, most of the lending capital that the banks have given out, which the banks are leveraged sixteen to one on average, right? So the the lending uh, that they're doing adds to the entire debt picture. So when you said they're leveraged sixteen to one. What exactly does that mean? That means that for every one dollar in deposits, they've got sixteen dollars of mortgages and loans. Got it. Wow. Thank you. So what that means is that you know you're hearing about all of these great grandiose things that big corporations are doing, but Main Street you don't hear about until it's too late. So I'm kind of on the front lines. I work with small businesses setting up health insurance and benefits, uh, retirement, all the different things that, you know, make a small business, uh, you know, retain its employees and, and provide benefit packages similar to what a corporation might or the government. Okay. So the, the issues that I'm seeing now is a lot of the costs associated with health insurance, the costs associated with benefits, and just in general, 
you know, a lot of companies are unwilling to just lay people off right away. They start with cutting benefits. And from what I've seen on Main Street is that that's definitely happening right now. So most of the renewals on health insurance that were some higher plans where there was a, a much lower deductible are going to the high deductible plans. People are mm. people are putting off adding anything else. Uh, so I'm so just to clarify, you're saying mom and pop businesses that have health plans for their employees are at some point going to be breaking the news to the employees that, hey, we still have a health plan for you, but the deductible went from X to Y, 500 to 1,000 or 1,000 to 2,000 or something like that. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And what I'm mm-hmm. hearing also is a lot of them are saying that in a year to to five years, a lot of them are owned by you know, 55, 60-year-olds. Their willingness to sell has gone up. The franchisee owner of McDonald's, he's making bank because these people can't get enough of this cheap fast food nonsense. Well, let me ask you a related question here, Marco. The point about these these, uh, older folks who own these businesses, they've had them for years in the family. They're experienced. They want to sell it. If, as you're saying here, the buyer has to really have their financial ducks in a row. They've got to have, you said, 40% down in, in some cases. They've got to have lines of credit available. And so in order to afford this, the average the average buyer probably doesn't have 100000 or $200,000 or whatever the selling price would be on this particular business. So they're going to have to take out a loan. Well, now we're seeing loan rates are going up, right? Because the Federal Reserve is raising rates. That's going to make it less attractive to take out those loans, which means that the potential, uh, you know, the, the potential buyers for these businesses is going to be a smaller pool. Am I right about that? You're absolutely right, and, and one of the factors is is that the the amount of banks that want to lend in that space is smaller and smaller, because the banks are always looking at companies that have, you know, books and records, clear mm-hmm. policies, a good, you know, just a just a good business in general, and usually a bomb and pop. They find it difficult, especially to keep things running to justify putting all the cash in. So they don't show well on a balance sheet, and they typically get sold for what's called an asset sale. That's where you just sell the business for what the assets are worth. Right. If it's a restaurant, so a these, you get a you get an oven, you get a refrigerator, and yep. you know whatever tables and chairs are worth. Yep. So it's it's not it's it's a very sad time for the families that have hanged on hung on for yeah. this amount of time. And it's um and I, I work a lot with veteran business business owners. I don't know if you know this. In New Hampshire, there's a guy who's excellent, Miguel Hernandez. I want to give him a shout from the SBA if you have an issue. He's been wonderful and instrumental to a lot of veteran business owners, which I, I've taught on Pease and uh, Hanscom Air Force Base veterans that are getting out. I mean, nothing nothing to me screams liberty like I don't want to work for the government anymore and I want to start a business. So, hmm. you know, those are the folks that I stand up and help uh, to start up and finance businesses. It used to be like, I don't know, less than a decade ago, I could be like, Oh, what if this exists somewhere in the world? What if I wanted to buy this product that I just thought of? Like, I don't know, a shirt with a specific print on it. I could just Google that and I'm going to be able to find that because somewhere, somewhere on the internet, somebody is selling it. And now it's like, that's not necessarily true every time mm-hmm. anymore. It's like, I, I w- if it's too specific, I might not find someone somewhere in the world selling it because there's just less businesses. And See, I get sort of the opposite results. Like, I mean... 
just browsing Facebook or whatever, I'll, I'll get advertised a T-shirt that says something that's so bizarrely specific, like, yeah, I'm a woman born in August who lives in New Hampshire who's from the Deep South, and I'm a Satanist, and like... That that could literally only fit one person, and it's like Those an AI like, just took some characteristics and slapped them on a T-shirt that belongs to me, and some random T-shirt company will print it if I'm willing to give them. Well, but they're probably Dropbox companies, so like they just have a whole bunch of different generic brands. They don't that shirt doesn't exist until someone orders it. Well, right. right, that's what yeah. they have. A Dropbox wouldn't be the right word. Uh, Dropship oh. maybe. Dropship, uh, yeah. One-off orders where they they just print to order basically, and that's that's a whole new industry that's come about in the last. And, and plus, decades. it's just like you're going to get one quality. It's not going to be like what I really mean is like, oh, I wonder if a beautiful dress with like green lace, like something like what I'm imagining exists. And it's like all you find is the corporate, ugly, like looks just like everything else type of thing that's sort of like what you're thinking of. I, I can't think of an exact example off the top of my head to explain it, but it's like if I'm just like, does something like this exist? Like, oh, that'd be cool if I can find something unique, like what I want. And I try to look for it. It's like all I'm going to get is offered the same four stores mm-hmm. over and over again. To uh, click if you on. want something unique, you're going to have to hire a tailor. You're going to have to hire somebody. That's to, what it feels it like. It's like the only option. I don't th- feel like it felt like that when I first like graduated mm-hmm. high school and was working and had money for the first time. I thought that was sort of always the only realistic. Like if I want a unique, you know, skirt or something, then I'm going to have to hire someone to make it. Because, right. but I mean something like like what I want, something like what I want, not. Oh, I bet this exact thing will exist. But usually it's like, oh, I can get something close. Usually as in years ago, it would be like I could get something pretty close to what I'm thinking and be like, oh, this is perfect. Hmm. And now it's like, oh, I've I'm just getting like I I want to look up a shirt with strawberries on it. And it's like for just a random example, I want to look up a shirt with a bunch with a pattern of pretty strawberries on it. And I'm getting like some type of I don't know. You just it just smells corporate like hmm. Thing maybe pink, not exactly what I'm looking for. Like maybe a print of like I love strawberries, something stupid that mm-hmm. is nothing like what I'm thinking. And you don't have a whole bunch of options. It's like that runs out real quick, and it's showing you black shirts all of a sudden. Yeah. Maybe what you're referring to, Bonnie, is this what we've seen recently post COVID is that companies have been whittling down their inventory. So there were news stories about how Coca Cola was, for instance, eliminating some of its least popular sodas. I don't remember if it was Tab or something like that, but there was like a big, oh, the Tab fans were, were outraged that I don't they were. I know what canceling. Tab is. Exactly. That's why they're getting rid of it. Uh, it's, it's, it's like an, RC Cola, right? Yeah, it's an old well, cola brand that I think Coca-Cola purchased it at some point, and they kept it alive for some number of years. And then they looked at the numbers and they said, well, you know, not as many people are buying this, so we're just going to eliminate it from our product line. And there have been other companies that have been doing the same thing, where they're they're simplifying their product line to give fewer choices. Now, I'm thinking more on, on the lines of consumables, but you're thinking of clothing, so maybe the same problem is affecting clothing as well where clothing manufacturers some of them are probably doing one-offs like you're talking about where they have a whole bunch of designs and then they just slap it on a plain old t-shirt and then others that might have had more variety are whittling down the variety to make sure that they have more it could be something like in that. inventory but even when like i wanted to buy my ring it's like it seemed like there was about 10 stores where i could look at online mm-hmm. it didn't seem like there was like a store that would be really unique that I could find something exactly like what I was thinking of. It was all like 
if I wanted something like that, I had to customize it. And I, I for a lot of money. Yeah, it's just like I don't know how to explain it. It's just like there's less choices on the internet, and I yeah. can just tell. Yeah, well, that's because it's all being filtered through Facebook, Google, and Amazon, and you know Etsy and Wish. It, it just Etsy about and Wish is really bad because you'll be like, "Oh, what's this? It looks like a cool. St- oh, it's a Wish store. I mean, not a Wish store, a Etsy store. Like I don't know how to explain that." Well, what's bad about that? Well, is Etsy anything? like the eBay competitor where people handmade crafts? I don't know exactly what Etsy is. I don't think there's anything necessarily bad about that in and of itself. I mean, the companies that, you know, everything is being filtered through could be great, but mm-hmm. they're they're sort of not. They I don't know about Etsy mm-hmm. in particular, but... I've never bought anything there, but I've always gotten the impression that at least initially when it was building its business, it was based on people actually making things in their own home, kind of self-made craft that they were selling. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that now, but... I have no idea. It's what it is, and it? Yeah. there's just a certain Etsy quality. It's not going to be really good quality. Well, it's handmade. Well, I would think you would have a range. I would think you'd have a range of A lot really of stuff awesome is just like... To yeah. not so great. A lot of stuff on there is just like... You get like the same type of thing every time. It's like people have a side hustle. They throw stuff together. It's not like, you know, somebody has this... I mean, there's probably some people that have like super, you know, like they're passionate about this, but it's not mm. going to last that long if they're putting too much money into something. Like the thing is, like if you're looking for like a new, this is specifically what I'm talking about. Like I'm like, oh, I want to buy something, but I don't want to give all a whole bunch of money to a corporation, and I don't want a teenager making it in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. But, like there's no, there's nothing in that category that exists. Go ahead, Perry. Yes, uh, thank you so much. Um, Oh, do me a favor before you get into what you have to say. Just back off your phone by like I don't know a few inches because you're a little bit you're a little over modulated okay. as they call it in the business. Okay. Uh, like a few more. Like a few more. If you if you don't okay. mind. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. That's a little better. All right. Thank you. Um, we're we're being uh, undermined. We're being we're being had in many many ways. Okay. Mm-hmm both in the private sector and in the government sector, both. I mean, why that is Hollywood and, uh, you know, the entertainment industry, there's, there's different entities that are, that are uh, trying to influence the way America goes. You know, the, mm-hmm. this socialism will, will eventually destroy us if we continue on this uh, path. But anyhow, what I want to say is there's many things that they're doing, but one of the things is climate change hoax. The, the people that are pushing this, to me, they're mentally ill because to think that we can create a hurricane or any that's been going, these are, these, uh, uh, weather patterns have been going on forever and they're going to continue to go on forever. We're not, we, we, uh, human beings can't, uh, change the weather. But anyhow, I used to, hold on, I used to agree with you on that point. But then I read a very well-written paper about the existence of cyanobacteria, which is that back when the Earth was largely a primordial soup, it was this type of bacteria that consumed carbon dioxide and emitted oxygen. It would later evolve into plants and stuff like that, but it was just this bacteria. And prior to the existence of this bacteria or the rise of this bacteria, planet Earth was unsuitable for animal life, completely unsuitable. Hmm. However, this little tiny bacteria... Change the atmosphere, change the weather, change the climate in such a way as to defeat the uh, the greenhouse gas problem that was going on back then and create an atmosphere that was suitable for human life. If a bacteria can do it, then humans certainly can. I don't necessarily know. I want to agree with you on that uh, 100%. But anyhow, all I want to say is this. 
we our technology is moving so fast that I'm certain within a certain amount of years, probably within 20 years, I'm sure, that we're going to have energy sources far better than what we have now anyway. And yeah, for, almost for, less, for less money. But yeah. here's the thing. In the meantime, since we've got 400 years of oil, uh, look at Saudi Arabia. They don't have any debt, but they've got trillions of dollars. We've got $32 trillion in, in, uh, that we, we've borrowed and we've printed up out of thin air, and, and we, we don't have any money. We're, we're broke. Sarah in New Mexico, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, I just want to say that. Do you know uh, how to make fire, Sarah? I guess I don't. Yes, I do. You do? You okay. Know, I know how to make fire. All you need is a pretty much a match, but... There you go. I'm, I think Herschel Walker, the, the Georgia uh, Senate race, mm-hmm. I think he has to be a liar. Well, yeah, yeah if he's a politician. Uh, yeah, they're all liars. I mean, if he's, he's here's yeah. how you figure out if they're lying, uh, Sarah. If their lips are moving, they're a liar. If they're a politician. Yeah, but, Almost a guarantee. You know, especially Except if Ron Paul, a black person maybe. running for the Republican Party. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, he's a, he's a black person running call, for the Republican are Party. Are you suggesting, Sarah, that black people can only legitimately belong to the Democrats? No, he's what you call an Uncle Tom. They've had these. For the <laughs> Sarah, that's the terrible. <laughs> Sarah, Why that's is that terrible, Bonnie. It's terrible hey, because it's terrible to say that somebody has to have this the opinion you want them to have because of the, the their, of their race, skin. the color yeah. of their skin. We got Greg listening in Huntsville to WBHP in Alabama. Go ahead, Greg. Yes, I was just calling in about the product tab. It was probably one of the original diet drinks, and <laughs> my mom, of course, was a big fan of the product, and I'm 65, and if she was still alive, she'd be about 87. Mm. So it was a it was a product of the 60s. Yeah, it's uh, and then I think Coca-Cola purchased it at some point, probably within the last few decades, and they kept manufacturing it, and then I think they announced earlier this year they were going to discontinue it, didn't they? I, that's what I'm hearing you guys say. I don't. I don't keep up. I don't drink sodas anymore. So oh, good I don't choice. Keep up with that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, same. I'm a water drinker. So yeah, it'll probably keep you alive a lot longer than drinking soda every day. When I think of Tab Cola, I think about my aunt because she was the only person I can think of who ever drank it. So I, I, I can see it definitely being a weight and loss you're from sort of too, diet right? cola. Yes. Yeah. So it probably was a. Do you think it was like a, a southern thing? It was definitely a weight no, we, loss we, thing. Hmm. We were in Southern California, so no, I think it was just a it was just a diet drink for women. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 